First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome, everyone, to the Joan Hamburg Show. And my guest today, who's been receiving a lot of press, is Robert Zimmerman, who recently ran for the 3rd Congressional District of this seat, the Democratic seat, and he ran against George Santos. So, you know, it's a story every day. It's in the papers. And I want you to hear from Robert Zimmerman's perspective what the heck was going on and how did Santos, who apparently did not tell the truth about anything from his family, his religion, his work, his education, and actually had run two years ago, I think it was against Tom Swasey, and he didn't deal with any of this. Like, it's sort of weird, how could that be? And Mr. Zimmerman has often talked about the importance of local media, and there was a Long Island paper, a small paper that ran a story about Santos and many of the lies. So I'm now going to introduce you to Robert Zimmerman, and get his take on what's been going on. Welcome. Thank you, Joan. It's good to be with you. And thank you for shedding light on such an important topic because it's, there are important lessons to learn from this so, so that the public and the country is not subjected to the kind of fraud and deceit and criminality that George Santos has already acknowledged. In fact, Peter King, former Congressman Peter King, who was a yes. leader in the Congress on Homeland Security, he said, quote, it would be risky to share any information particularly about national security or homeland security with George Santos, because there are still so many unanswered questions about where his money came from. How did he get his money uh, and the like, and his failure to be forthcoming answering those questions. So right, and he got it, money fast, too. Well, that's the point. Now, I, I think it's also worth noting the Republicans ran George Santos for Congress twice, in 2020 and 2022, and never did a background check on him, never checked him out. And in fact, there were news stories where Republican leadership knew about his as what they called exaggerations and thought he was laughable. Tom Swasey, in his defense, didn't have a re- Santos wasn't a real campaign, and so Tom Swasey didn't have the need to spend the money against him. When I ran, the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee did do an 87-page report on George Santos. And what we could prove, we used in the campaign and were, full, were very, front, very, very forward on it. For example, Santos tried to lie about his role in the insurrection movement. And we were able to expose, not only did he support it, to support them, he actually wrote checks to get the insurrectionists out of jail. And uh, after they assaulted police officers, um, he tried to lie about his abortion position, lied about his position on Social Security. He wanted to privatize it, which would end it as we know it. So we're able to document many of his lies about his policies. When it came to his biography, there were a lot of red flags. And we sounded the alarm as best we could. You know, we're a congressional campaign in Queens and Nassau County. And frankly, it, members of the media will tell you, members of the Times, as they said on their podcast, uh, The Daily, there is not the investment by, the, by media in local coverage anymore, as much as, it used to, as much as it used to be. Maggie Haberman made that point, too. Uh, there's a, a tremendous dearth of attention to local news coverage. They don't, uh, let's face it, many, many members of local media, they're cutting back. They don't have the money or the personnel to do the type of deep, deep digging that has to be done. But there were local papers that did address this issue. The North Shore Leader on the North Shore of Long Island 
Blank Slate Media raised many questions. Reporters at Newsday did too. So the real message here is that we have to invest and support our local media, our local newspapers. They're the front lines in defending our democracy. We should be buying subscriptions to those newspapers. We should be taking ads when we can in those papers because it's very important to support local media. That's the real, if we don't want this situation, look, obviously you can imagine my frustration. I've been a candidate for Congress. I received every endorsement in the district from every major media source, every every media source. I had Republicans like John LeBoulier, the former Republican congressman for the area, and endorsed me as well because we saw that Santos was a fraud. We knew there were issues. But, of course, we needed the reason the reason the reason candidates go to the media, the reason we take opposition research in the media is we need their resources, their access and their staffs to do the type of investigation that has to be done. So what do you think will or can happen to him? Well, it's an interesting question. I just want to make one other point. You know, when I became the nominee, I had ten and a half weeks to the general election. And you can ask folks who run for Congress. Uh, local congressional campaigns, you know, they're, they're in ten and a half weeks to go. You've got to make a lot of fast decisions, and you've got to have limited resources. Uh, that's why the press is so important because of what they can do. Now, going forward, I think it's important to focus on the urgency, the urgency for him to be to, for him to resign from office. And it's encouraging to see so many local Republicans and Democrats come together, disgusted by the, the lies he's admitted to disgusted by the fraud he perpetrated, the crimes he acknowledged committing, both when he was in Brazil and here in New York. And the fact that that's all now coming out is very important. I give the Times enormous credit for their heroic work, their great research and article they put out. It was very, very great. And it led to other stories in the Times and elsewhere. That's very important. So, but what about the other Republicans? It seems like most of them in the leadership well, that's the problem. I haven't said anything that's why, about against that's why, him. That's why we have to have grassroots local pressure from Republicans and Democrats alike. First of all, calling on our local Republican officials, our local state legislators, our Republican members of Congress, calling for his removal from office and the need for a special election. They have responsibility here, especially because they ran him twice for office and never checked him out, never did any background checks on him. And so they should be joining us in calling for his removal. Likewise, uh, we also need, it's also urgent that the Republican congressional leadership, in fact, finally address the crimes that he's committed, he's admitted to, and the corruption, the corruption that he's already acknowledged. And they should be, as well, speaking up. I think it's very revealing that Kevin McCarthy is so desperate to become Speaker of the House that he's doesn't, he hasn't said one word about Santos for fear of losing his vote. The idea that, the idea that George Santos could be pivotal in choosing the next Speaker is a danger to our country. Without question. And so Without that's, question. Why, that's why we should be calling upon the congressional leadership. But it begins first with all of your listeners. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican or not. Put the party labels aside and stand up for, obviously, for integrity. Stand up for, for protecting, our, protecting our, the, the integrity of our public officials. We can have our partisan differences, and that's healthy and good. And we have those debates. But we shouldn't have to de- worry about we shouldn't have to question the integrity of our public officials. And when they violate that integrity, as George Santos did, lying about every aspect of his life, perpetrating a fraud on the voters, we should come together as one community, as one nation, and say this is not acceptable. He's violated public trust. And as Peter King said, he represents a national security risk. Well, 
That's all for sure. But this guy is going to have to get a lawyer and good lawyers, and that's a fortune. And supposedly he's got no real funds to speak of. You think that there's a possibility they might convince him to make a deal and well, resign if they drop I charges? I can't speculate on that, but clearly he doesn't have the, he's going to have, he's got now investigations from the Department of Justice going on. He's got investigations from the New York State Attorney General, the Nassau District Attorney, who's a Republican, the Queens District Attorney, Melinda Katz, who's a Democrat. They've all come together, have launched, they've launched investigations into Santos. And we shouldn't have to wait a year to get answers to questions. George Santos should come forward tomorrow with documentation, which is what honest people do, and should explain how he had $700,000 to loan his own campaign. Where did it come from? He was initially reporting an income of $50,000. So where did he have $700,000 to loan his own campaign? And he claimed that his income jumped from $50,000 to a window of $3 million. He claimed his income jumped from $50,000 to between $3 million and $11 million. He claims he worked hard. Well, we have an ob- he has an obligation to show us who his clients were. He never disclosed that. Where did the money come from? We know, frankly, Joan, we all know he's bought. The question is, who's bought him? Well, and no one's found it out yet. Well, that's because he won't disclose it. He's hiding behind lawyers. He's doing what a fugitive from the law does. He's, not, he's running away from the press. He, no one knows where he lives in the district anymore because he moved out of his home or if he even lives in the district. He refuses to meet with constituents. Uh, he hasn't even opened his district office yet. He's got an office, but no one's there. Some, so the point simply is, obviously this is a person of no shame. This is a pathological liar. But we have to keep the pressure on demanding accountability. Too much is a runoff wrong. possible? I'm sorry? Is a runoff possible? Well, what happens is if he vacates the seat, the governor if, then calls yeah. for a special, a special election. That takes place roughly 90 days after the governor's call. And then the, the Democratic Party would pick their candidate, the Republican Party would pick their candidate, and there'd be a special vote. So that's what would transpire. Uh, but we're, not, we're a long way from there. Right now, we've got to keep our focus on building bipartisan support, demanding he be removed from office because he has shown just a complete disdain, disrespect for our democracy. He's shown disdain for the institution of the United States Congress. And he shows he has, he shows what most pathological liars do. He has no ability to tell the truth and no interest or integrity in terms of addressing uh, his constituents' needs. So if some of this happens and he steps down or they get rid of him or whatever goes on, would you be willing to do it again? Could you go through this after this awful outcome, after working hard and running such a good race? You know, look, I've been honored by the number of folks, both nationally and locally, encouraging me to make this race again. It means a lot to me. But truthfully, my only focus is building a bipartisan coalition and making sure George Santos is removed from office. This is so much bigger than me. This is much bigger than Democrat or Republican politics. This is about standing up to protect the institutions of our democracy, standing up for having, a, having honest public officials in office, and standing up for accountability. That's why George Santos has got to resign and leave, because he's violated the public trust over the frauds he's committed and the crimes he's already acknowledged committing. Right. And it doesn't seem like the public is willing to ignore this one. 
I must say, I am just, it is inspiring. You know, out of this tragedy, and this is a, out of this disgraceful scandal, it is really uplifting to see people wake up to want to protect our democracy and restore trust in public life. And it begins with rallying together, putting the party labels aside, and demanding that he leave office or be forced out of office, holding Republican leadership accountable locally in Congress, in New York State, and in Washington. Because if they don't stand up to remove this criminal, this, this, this fraudster, if they don't stand up to remove him, they're accomplices to the crime. Because no one's doubting what a danger he represents to our democracy and what a danger he represents to our, to our communities in our congressional district because of the fraud he represents. And no it's hard to him. believe that Santos could think that he could possibly get away with all this. You know, it's so like I, when I, I listen to him, right? What's he thinking? How stupid could he be? I, I can't get into the mind of a sociopath or pathological liar. I can't figure that out. And that's not my concern. Right now, we know what we have to do. It has come together as one community. And certainly, uh, I'm pleased to see so many people on the grassroots level come together. And I think it's also important to remember that one of the most important ways we can make sure we can stand up to future uh, fraudsters out there is that we have strong local media, that we invest in our weekly newspapers, we buy uh, subscriptions to our daily newspapers, we participate and make sure that because they're the front lines in protecting our democracy. That's why I have to support local media. All right. We wish you the best. Good luck. Oh, Keep in so touch much. so we know Always what's great. happening. Always great to be with you. Thank you Robert so much, Joan. Thanks for focusing you on too. It. I'm Joan Hamburg, and you're listening to WAVC. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.